Hello, visionaries. This is your host, Padma Ali, coming to you with another episode on the same theme of life purpose. In today's episode, we are going to be uncovering my own processes on how I discovered my life's purpose and the journey it took me to get here. And let me tell you, it was a journey. <laughs> it was a lots of, there were lots of ups and downs and ups and downs to getting to where I am today, where I'm truly living my, my dharma, my life's purpose. So, but this episode is not necessarily about me. I use storytelling to show you how you can find, discover your own dharma and, and find your own journey to getting to your dharma. So stay tuned. I'm really excited to share this. You are listening to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. This podcast is for you if you are ready to tap into your inner wisdom, unlock your personal success, and evolve your life and business. I am your host, Padma Ali, and I'm well known in the space of neuropsychology and energy healing. I help evolved entrepreneurs and high performance leaders like you remove the invisible barriers that you cannot see that are keeping you stuck from transforming your life. As we journey together, you will quickly discover that the only way to create your vibrant life and reach new levels of success is to go within. There's no better time to discover the gifts of your inner wisdom than right now. So welcome to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today's episode is about my life journey to discovering my life's purpose. Again, more than sharing my journey with you, I want you to take away how does this apply to you? See the similarities in my journey so you can apply this to your own life. And the reason I'm doing this episode is because many people struggle with, I don't know what my life purpose is. I don't know what my dharma is. I, don't, I have some ideas, but I'm not very clear. And, and, and like I've said in other podcast episodes, <clears throat> if you don't know your life's purpose, you're literally wilting away. You're going to wilt like a flower. And, and, you, and that takes away your life force, your soul's purpose of being here. So I thought, why not share my own journey into discovering my life's purpose? And I use the word journey very, very deliberately because it is a journey. This is not, you wake up one day and you just know. Some people just do that, but that wasn't my, that it just unfolded on its own step by step. And I can also share other clients' journeys where it took them time to really get clear what is it that they wanted to do. And they didn't get clarity till they took actions. And then the actions brought more clarity. So 
the and and we are social learners we learn from each other so when i share my experience it is going to give you information on how you may be able to apply this to your own life so i'm going to share my journey from two different places one is from a 3d level like meaning the physical plane of existence like you know the steps i took and blah and where i went and what i did and all these things and also from the esoteric perspective from a higher level perspective on how what is my life's purpose where how did i even discover those things okay so i want to start with i grew up in india you may already know that you may or may not already know that i grew up in india and in the indian culture there's a lot of emphasis on success and especially like um education you had to be a certain way you had to um get good grades you had to be a particular to be successful in your career there was a lot of that culturally as well and then also familiarly that was a part of how i it was just part of our, my 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 family system and it didn't help that i had very very brilliant people in my family so i was the i'm the youngest and so when i came in there was already that inbuilt unconscious pressure to be some particular way and i struggled with school and i really struggled with school i am not kidding you because you not because i wasn't smart or i wasn't intelligent because i was so ridden with anxiety that i couldn't absorb the information throughout my um, my middle my my middle school years i was just ridden ridden with anxiety like such high high levels of anxiety that i would dislike going to school i would get so anxious and there was a lot of like um tests in when i was growing up and so you had to pass the tests with certain of certain grades and if you didn't get it like it was there was a lot of shame all those things from school not from, maybe not from my parents or from my family but it was a part of the culture and i put a lot of pressure on myself tons of pressure so I failed. I didn't do well at all. I got very low grades, barely like barely like making it from one grade to next, but somehow I managed to go to the next grade and the next grade and next grade. And what I really wanted to do back then, I love animals. I loved animals back then. I wanted to be a veterinary doctor. I wanted to be a vet. That was my <laughs> my life purpose when I was a kid. and that wasn't very much encouraged because i don't know it was not part of like not i mean it was the the cultural norm was successful people don't go into being a vet like you're not here to take care of cattle like that that was the belief back then who knew <clears throat> so then when it came time right after high school i had to choose a college and i had to choose um a major to major in right and that's just part of like the whole you the whole of the of earth works that way which is really and pardon my language it's a stupid system because how the heck do you figure out at 17 what do you want to do in life <laughs> most people change their career like five times in their lifetime right but you we put so much pressure on our kids the whole system is 
flawed, completely flawed. How do you make a decision at 17 on, first of all, what college you want to go to and what subject you need to major in? So in my life, everything has just happened. And I call that divine guidance. When I look back, I, there was invisible hands guiding me every step of the way. And I promise you, it's happened for you too. You may not see it. You may not recognize it. But I guarantee you, it has happened. And it's up to you to, to decode that or not. But I have un I've uncovered, like when I look back, I'm like, wow, there was un unmistakable grace in my life that have directed me every step of the way. Because when I finished high school, I did not make good grades. And which meant my college was limited in the, in the, in the colleges that I could apply to. Very limited. <laughs> so I got into one college. Look at that, right? Like just one college. I got admitted. I got admission from one college. I'm laughing about it because that was causing so much stress and anxiety in my life. So much. I mean, insane amount of anxiety because already I was an anxious person. And then on top of it, add this whole thing, like you have to get into college. I mean, if I knew at that point, I would have been like, I want to use swear words here, but I know sometimes kids listen to this and I don't. Like one of my clients, so beautiful, so amazing. She has a nine-year-old who told her like in, in his free time in his classroom, this is such a sweet thing. Um, she's, she's in Europe and apparently they have free class times and the kids can do whatever they want to do. And he listens to my podcast. He was asking her for the information. I was like, what? Okay, I better cut down on all my swear words if I use them. I don't use swear words often, but when I get passionate about a topic, it just comes out, but it's not meant in any, any bad way. So, um, so where I was going was, Oh, I completely lost my train of thought. Excellent. Padma, excellent. <laughs> you are getting me in the raw form, guys. This is it. So when I, when I got into that, it was so much pressure to get to, to find the right college. And it was a, a B-grade college, if I may call it that way. It was. It wasn't the, one of the best ones. And um, I had a very, very brilliant sister who, who was who was like the top of her class and like really, really. And so it really wore down on my self-esteem at that point. No one did it to me. I did it to myself. And the only subject I got into was psychology. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, this is all I got into. Well, fine. I'm going to take it. What else? What? I didn't realize I had no, I had other choices. I would have been like, I'm not going to college this year. I'm just going to take a year off. If I had known these things that I know right now in my life, I might have taken a year off. I didn't. So I went into college and I studied psychology. And then when I started studying psychology, I was like, oh, you know what? Why don't I study animal psychology? Maybe I can be an animal communicator because I wanted to be a wet, but that's not possible. So let me be an animal communicator. So I really started immersing myself in psychology only to realize that what they called as animal psychology was human psychology. 
I was like, oh, okay, this is not part of my plans, but fine, I'll do it. I was very stubborn even back then. I, if I wanted something, I was going to go get it. So I worked with, uh, I studied psychology. I finished college and I did really well in college for some reason because the pressure was off, I guess. And then I got into a master's in psychology, but in clinical psychology. And this was working with hardcore mentally ill um, patients, if I may call it that way, that's what was that. And, and I mean, these were like hospitalized and really um, cognitively impaired patients that I was, I was working with in my when I did my master's. Again, I had no clue what my life purpose was at that point. I'm just telling you guys, like I'm being transparent with you, no clue. The next step was, okay, now that you are doing this, apply to a college um, in the United States, because that's the next step. That's what most people do. Okay, my sister's already there. It was a nice next, next trajectory, right? Still no clue. I was just going with what was told to me was the next thing, unbeknownst to me that there was a guiding hand in all of this. So I applied to colleges um, for master's, doing another master's in the United States. But this time I was like, I'm not doing clinical psychology. I can't deal with that level of mental, um, mental stress for my own self, dealing with patients who are so cognitively impaired was impacting me. So I was like, I was very clear. I'm not going to do that. I was like, what is the next thing that might be of interest to me? I was like, okay, why don't I study counseling? Like, sounds like, you know, counseling sounds like a great idea. So I'm going to study marriage counseling because that sounds great. So I applied to psychology programs, which, which had an emphasis in marriage and family therapy because I was very interested in family therapy. Marriage part wasn't on my radar back then. And so then I applied. I got into multiple colleges. Apparently, at some point, my, I wasn't actually was, <laughs> the conclusion I, I had when I finished school was that I wasn't good in school. And through, throughout my college process, because I relaxed so much, I stopped stressing. I was like, who cares? I'm just going to, anyways, I didn't get into, I didn't get in the best college. Who cares? At this point, I started to adopt that level of not caring. Apparently, I started doing better. So I got a pretty high GPA and I came, and I came to the United States to do my master's in counseling psychology with an emphasis on marriage and family therapy. I'm going to pause here for a second. I want you to stop and take a look back at your life. See the grace. See the grace in your own life. See the, un, the invisible hands that have always been guiding you one step to the other without you even knowing, realizing, or seeing it. And that's exactly what was happening in my life. I had no idea. We can only put the dots back together when we look back. And that's what I'm, I'm, I was realizing as I was doing this episode, preparing for this episode, that's what was starting to come through. And after I finished my master's in that, at that time, I met my husband and we got married and we, went, we, we were on our own journey together. So I'm going to pop, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, oh, I'm going to table that for a second. I, sorry for the extra noise. That's my daughter. This is life. You're getting me in complete raw form with 
all the noises in my home. So, so at this point, for whatever reason, as soon as I graduated from, from my graduate program, usually people have a trajectory of going into a clinical um, internship, but I chose to find a private practice internship that just fell into my lap. Surprise, again, invisible hands leading me, right? There's always divine grace everywhere, but I don't, we don't see it as it's happening in the moment. So then after I got that, that's when I started really working with people. And that's when I was like, oh, this is what I'm here to do. I am here to help people. It clicked after so many years that that is my, that was the beginning phases of the life, my life's purpose. It was starting to get clear. So again, I'm still at the 3D level right now, people. So one thing led to the other. I started my private practice as soon as I finished my, I got my license as a marriage and family therapist, which took barely any time. Again, as I was surprised to myself, because apparently when I took the pressure off, I really did start to perform well. Who knew? I'm making fun of myself. But bottom line, one thing led to the other. I continued with therapy, but in the process of doing therapy with people, I was, without realizing, I was also healing my own self. Unbeknownst to me, I'm using this word a lot in this podcast, I was unconsciously wanting to heal some of the trauma from my own life. And that's what therapy did to me. So therapy brought that to the surface. And as I was doing that, at some point, I guess, I had finished that process of healing from what therapy could provide, which is when coaching came into practice. Um, I, I got certified as a life coach before every Tom, Dick and Harry seems to call themselves a coach these days. This was back in 2008. Um, that's when I got certified as a, as a, as a coach. And I, I started learning coaching because it seemed more interesting to me because more future focused and more, more focused on, on creating the life you want versus dealing with the past, which is not all of therapy, but like it was, it was a big, it's a big component of therapy. So it, it so this, this was the trajectory, but it was not until I really started diving into my spiritual practices, which had started back in 2003. That's when all my spiritual, I started to explore spirituality after my big, uh, after my big health crisis had started. That's when spirituality came in. It was a wake up call. The, the spiritual aspect started to play a big role in my, in my life's purpose. Only in the last, this is where I'm bringing in the esoteric, the higher levels of consciousness of my life's purpose, which is what I want you to start exploring for your own self. I realized I had a massive aha in the last year or so that my life purpose, it doesn't matter what I'm doing on the outside. It doesn't matter. My goal is to help people. That much I'm very sure about. The form it takes doesn't matter. How I'm doing it doesn't matter. What matters is my own spiritual evolution and that I can bring to people I'm working with. That is it. 
evolving myself and evolving, helping others evolve around me as I awaken and waking up other people, that is my life's purpose. It doesn't matter what I do. I could be a barista somewhere. It doesn't matter. It's like, how can I bring that energy of love, of care, of concern, of kindness to whatever I'm doing, whether I'm washing dishes, whether I'm playing with my kids, whether I'm with my clients, whether, and obviously I'm skilled at what I do. I bring all those things too when I work with my clients. But the most important thing is it's, it's my very presence. That is the most important piece on your life's purpose. And that's how I discovered. And I've used various tools for discovering my life's purpose. I've done a lot of internal work around it. And the real reason why I'm doing this is to evolve myself and evolve others. One of my favorite tools that I shared on YouTube, one of the YouTube videos is um, the um, oracle cards that I use. I use some animal medicine cards and I use the oracle, Mayan oracle cards. And in that, my life's purpose, my life's purpose and my mind oracle card is called Ben. Ben is a balance of your higher self and your lower self. And that, I already knew it, but it was confirmation for me that that is what I'm here to do, balancing the higher consciousness with the lower 3D physical level of existence that we have. We need both. We can't be one without the other. There's a reason we take the physical form. The physical form is an important aspect of evolution. That is how we evolve to the next level. And that is as important as your spiritual growth. And so this is the vital piece. You can use different tools to help find, help solidify, help concretize, help get reassurance that this is what you're here to do. But whatever you do, whatever work you're doing in the world, do it from a place of being thousand percent in, because that is what will create the difference. Even if it is a job that you're not passionate about, give it your thousand percent, because when you accept where you are today, it is going to open up other possibilities for you your true life purpose is going to be discovered. And as you notice in my journey, I had no clue what my real life purpose was. I had glimpses of it. There was, uh, there was invisible hands leading me every step of the way towards where I am today. But it was a very, very slow process. And what happens is we create so much impatience in our life. Like we need to be at a particular point. We need to be somewhere. And that is in itself a stopper for discovering your life's purpose. So I invite you to sit with all of this. There's a lot I've given you in this episode. And this is not about me. This is about you. This is about you applying this to your own life to see what is possible for you. What would happen when you step into that role of living your life's purpose every single day, every single moment? What will open up for you? For me, what it's opened up is a lot of excitement and peace and, and 
joy in doing the work I'm doing. And obviously, abundance has come in because I'm really living my life and I'm aligned with my life's purpose. But there are days where I am like, you know, in my shadows. I am down in the dumps. Look, I question, like, am I doing a good job? Like, am I doing, am I good enough? All those things that you struggle with, sister, brother, I have the same. But I work through it and I come back. I come back. I keep coming back. I keep choosing what I'm here to do because it doesn't matter how good I am about it. What matters is my presence. The presence. What I mean by presence is not my physical presence. It's like when you are playing with your child or playing with your puppy or like being with someone with your loved ones and you're fully there, that presence is what I'm talking about. My presence is, is enough and your presence is enough. The way you show up, give it your thousand percent and see the results for your own self. If you have found this episode to be helpful, please share it with your friends and family. Please write a review because it's going to help me reach a lot more people. And and really and share with me, DM me on Instagram or show, share with me what your takeaways are from this episode. And I will see you on another episode. Thank you for listening to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast today. If you have gotten value from today's episode, I invite you to share it with your friends and colleagues. If you would like to further connect, you may follow me on Instagram at Padma Ali and LinkedIn. Of course, you may also visit me at PadmaAli.com to get more information on how we can work together. Thank you so much for being here.